And with that, uh, Bobby McMahon gets the call up to Toronto. He was AHL Player of the Week this week. And somebody who has a a front row seat to him playing night in, night out is Todd Crocker, Marley's play-by-play voice. Todd, how's it going? I I do feel like some nights uh, I have a front row seat in the American League because the buildings kind of give you that. uh, And then every so often it feels like uh, you're sitting in the rafters and talking to pigeons. Yeah, you know, the spot that Gordon Mike Johnson had in the uh, at Scotiabank Arena in, in Halifax was full on. It took me two days to find them. They were the so ceiling. deep in the rafters. They're in the ceiling, basically. <laughs> yeah, is what I, I heard. know. It's just like you're part of the maintenance crew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bobby McMahon gets the call up to the Leafs today. He he's been on quite a tear since returning from injury. I think I saw 15 points or 17 points in 15 games. What can you tell us about his game? Well, I think the first thing that uh, comes to mind is just uh, how hard the guy works. He's just, uh, I was talking to Logan Shaw, who's the captain of the Marlies this morning, and uh, he said, you know, the first thing that comes out is he's a horse. He just keeps coming and coming and going at you, and and he never relents. And uh, Bobby is one of the strongest guys probably in the entire organization. Uh, He works on his fitness level. He's committed to the entire pro regime of – a regimen, rather, of uh, of just the nutrition, the workout, the he feels everything translates, and that, and that's what you get. It's only his second year in the American League. He had a, a record-setting first year for the Toronto Marlies in goals, uh, surpassing Josh Lebo uh, as far as rookie goal scoring is concerned. Uh, Bobby just uh, committed wholeheartedly to it. Former captain at Colgate University, he's an older rookie thereby, so. Uh, coming coming in last year. Well, this year, sometimes people get into their second year. Uh, people around the league begin to know what the guy can do, and they figure out a little bit of how to play against that guy. Well, if they figured it out, they haven't got an answer for it. Uh, this year, he's uh, essentially uh, a point-of-game guy since uh, coming back off of injury, and uh, that was three games into the season. This is a guy who goes north-south like uh, not many, uh, especially in this league. Uh, He is a guy that carries it between the dots uh, better uh, than most. He can power his way from the outside to the inside. Uh, He is a guy who finds space, which is almost unbelievable considering just how physical he can play the game because he doesn't mind the physical side of the game either. And he has uh, really proven his worth here and is one of the Really one of the key pieces uh, here in why the Marlies are doing so well this year. Yeah, and just you know, taking a look at his prospects page, good size too, 6'2", yeah. 207 is what I'm seeing. So a guy with size and, and a little bit of skill and uh, clearly has the speed also. So I'm, I'm excited. Might get a chance to play tomorrow against the Nashville Predators. But another guy who... You know, very similarly had impressed with his time in the Marlies earlier this season that has gone on, graduated to the big club, and has played really well since getting here as Pontus Holmberg. Would you say that maybe he's been the the biggest surprise and the boon that uh, the Marlies have been able to to produce this season for uh, for Toronto? I I think when you look back at the guys they have taken chances on in the past uh, who have been in the same role as, say, a a Pontus Holmberg uh, was guys like, uh, say, a Miro Altonen or uh, guys like that who have come over. They've had good seasons in in Europe, either in the Swedish league or or one of the other top leagues. And they said, you know, this is a guy maybe we can take a chance on in the American league and see if he does well. And then maybe after some period of time here, deep into the season, 
he may get a chance to come up with the Leafs and, and prove himself. That's really, I think, the design of bringing in a guy like Pontus Holmberg. You don't expect him to, when he gets a chance and drops into the lineup, what you expect is he doesn't hurt you. Well, I mean, that's not what happens when he gets up there. He's, uh, he's a great addition. Uh, I think what he, I think when people see how he plays, uh, he is not afraid of any spot on the ice and, and going and getting after the puck in any spot on the ice. Uh, there's always a concern when guys come over to Europe. They, they take those big curls. They, they see ice in a different way. They always think they have more time. Whereas uh, we didn't see that here with the Marlies at all and here in the American Hockey League. I don't think people are seeing it there either. Uh, he has taken to the big ice, likes the physical play, uh, doesn't mind using the strength uh, to fight his way to a position on the puck. So, uh, you know, to see what he's done, uh, because there have been so many examples of guys that were going to do and they were hoping to see do that, to have a guy actually come out and, and make it happen, pretty impressive. Uh, it, it, it isn't always a little bit like the draft, right? I mean, you go out, you get a guy, you get a bunch of guys, and hopefully one of them succeeds. Well, uh, that's about the success rate. And while it's the same thing here, you go out and get this veteran guy, and you hope that he, he succeeds. And lots of times they, they don't get into the lineup, and this time when he does, it's uh, you know it's a lottery pick really in a lot of ways. It's like hey, well you know it may not be a million dollar lottery pick, but uh, you know it, it's fifty bucks and a free ticket, so not bad. Oh, we're chatting with Todd Crocker, Toronto Marley's play-by-play voice, and kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, there is you know prospects who are taken very high in the draft and then through draft and development make their way you know through the Marleys sometimes then up with the Maple Leafs and Timothy Lilligren is a player who uh, spent probably more time with the Marleys than maybe Leaf fans would have hoped just because it took him a little bit to to get going but I'd say that this year he's kind of hitting his stride and becoming a true legitimate NHLer and my my second half prediction was that he'll become known and maybe become a bona fide top four defenseman by the the end of the season you know what what improvements have you seen as somebody who watched him play uh when he was younger in his first couple of years in north america to where his game's at now um you know what have you liked about the progression of timothy lilligren well i think the first thing uh that you noticed in his first year first of all you know he, he never really got a full season in on a couple of seasons and then when he finally did he did what you are hoping to see happen at this level everybody talks about oh you got to develop your shot oh you got to develop you know the gap control oh you got to develop this you got to develop i'll tell you what you have to develop here this the secret formula and i you know i'm not it's not like i'm giving away 13 herbs and spices here but i what i am saying is consistency is what is the most important thing that you have to find at this level. And whether that means through your play, whether it means through being healthy, whether that means through uh, the success of your shot, the success of your uh, defense and, and what you're able to bring to it. And that's what I saw with Timothy Lilligren. He, he stepped onto the ice here in the beginning. He played a lot. They expected him to play a lot. That was the idea. You play him a lot. I think of a guy like William Villeneuve who's going through the same thing here at the moment. They play him a lot. And, you know, he, he, Timothy made a lot of mistakes early. But as he grew his consistency, both being in the lineup every single night and also being able to play higher and higher up the lineup, 
It's a natural progression if, if you've got uh, the talent, the drive to do it. The progression is you start pretty low here in the lineup in, in a you know four or five pair as a young guy being drafted, and then you move up, and hopefully you move into that top two pair, and then you get your chance and you start a game in the National Hockey League. And for Timothy, he did exactly that. And and I don't expect that his drive towards consistent play uh, will take a left turn. I, I think it'll just keep going in the right direction, and, and eventually that uh, that translates into a guy that you can rely on to shut down uh, the the folks in the league that do the most harm against you. That's Todd Crocker on the phone, Marley's play-by-play voice. And when you talk about consistency, some serious goaltending happening down with the Marleys. Joseph Wall <laughs> missed a whole bunch of time with injury, and since he returned, he has eight straight wins. That's tied for a Marley's goalie record. Nine three four save percentage. What stood out to you about the way that Joseph Wall has bounced back from injury? Yeah, he's... Uh... The thing about Joseph Wall, I think uh, the first thing that comes to mind is, in his words, really, are that you know he had the athleticism early in his career, uh, and in talking with Joe over the course of uh, his time here with the Marlies, he he just needed to find that the technical side was what he relied on to get the job done in most situations, and then let the athleticism take over when it was dire, you might say, those spectacular sprawling saves that require some incredible athleticism. You can get away with being athletic at the NCAA level, at the junior level, uh, at a pretty high junior level, just by letting your athleticism take over in goal. And uh, when you get to this level, you quickly recognize that athleticism is not going to get it completely done. Uh, You're going to make some spectacular saves. Joseph Wall now holds a record, nine games in a row, uh, you know, consistent record there as uh, he's won, uh, gone back to last season, nine games in right. a row, passing Calvin Pickard and, and Scott Clemenson uh, for wins by a Marley's goaltender. But Joe also, in his first year, holds some rather dubious records for the Toronto Marlies. And I think if you assessed him at the end of that year and you were just going to go off just those games, you might have thrown your hands up and said, uh, I don't know if this is going to work. But one thing that they have been able to do here is find what Joe Wall needed to do to be better and better and better. And that's all I've ever seen from him uh, because, one, he's an intellectual. And uh, that's a guy who, who is studying his game, studying the entire game, and coming up with answers to a myriad of things before they even happen. And uh, I think if you you combine the intellectual goaltender, the technical goaltender, and the athletic goaltender, when you get the right mix of using those at the right time, uh, I think you've got Joe Wall, and uh, and I think you've got a successful goaltender at the next level. So we got Joe Wall. We've already talked about Pontus Holmberg, and now he's kind of come through, and he's become a, a nice piece of the Maple Leafs. Uh, Mac Hollowell had uh, a cup of coffee up here with Toronto. We've had Pierre Engvall um, graduate in from the Marlies to the Maple Leafs. Now Bobby McMahon's the latest guy. You know, when I look at this team, there was there was a lot of years where. Uh, you know, there was question marks with the draft and development process of the Maple Leafs, and they just weren't getting, you know, a lot of guys coming through their system and becoming, you know, big parts of this team. More so, I guess, the mid to late round picks. You know, obviously, you had Matthews, Marner, Nylander, and those first round guys kind of 
come through for them. But they weren't getting a whole lot from those mid to late round guys and undrafted players. But it seems like it's now kind of starting to happen with some of these players. Is there like some sort of tangible difference that you've noticed with the Leafs development program that's leading to this success that maybe there weren't, you know, in, in the, the eras prior? Well, I, I, can, I can't tell you much about, uh, you know, areas prior. I've been here 10 seasons. What I've seen from the Toronto Marlies, and I've covered the American Hockey League for 20-some-odd seasons, but the, what I've seen from the Toronto Marlies in the last 10 seasons and from, the, uh, and from the Leafs development team is that there is uh, a whole person commitment there isn't just a commitment to let's make this guy shot better. That's the thing that will get him to the National Hockey League. If he can be consistent with his goal scoring or or his passing or whatever, it's not just about that. They work on the whole person. And that's – I won't say it's unique, but I don't think it's done everywhere in hockey at the very least. And and what that does is – it demonstrates to the player that the organization is is mindful of the idea that you bring your whole self to the rink. You don't just bring hockey player to the rink. You bring your whole self to the rink. And I think that that is probably the biggest difference of finding success in a Pierre Engvall, who's you know seventh round pick, and and uh, you, know, you look back at at some of the guys that have picked up in those mid rounds. That's the difference that they've been able to bring uh, to. Uh, to their development, the idea that 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 guy has got to be in the right shape, uh, both physically and mentally, emotionally, it's all part of the big big giant package. I mean, you don't you, you show up to work after uh, uh, a night. I don't care who you are, whatever you you do uh, in life, uh, if if things aren't going right in your life and nobody's addressing that, then your work also suffers. So. Uh, they're they're cognizant of that fact, and and I think that that's been part of their uh, successful formula of of finding some of these guys. And and you know it's always tough when you're a when you've got first round picks uh, to take because it naturally means that your next picks are going to be you know further down the lineup. Uh, there's going to be the the talent level that you're trying to pick up in the third or fourth round. Uh, after people have picked through what you you know you didn't pick first or second or eighth or whatever, it's going to be less so. So you're going to have to find some real gems there. I really applaud the uh, the folks who go out and, and on a nightly basis and try to scout junior hockey and NCAA and all these guys who are are out there because uh, it is uh, it is a job that does not reward you on a regular basis. So uh, I've, I've seen it here with Toronto that uh, they, they find uh, good people who also play good hockey. Well, that's uh, fantastic stuff, Todd, and uh, I, I think we'll leave it there. But I really appreciate the insight, and you know, good luck. Uh, hopefully we can chat again real soon. Yeah, hopefully uh, the, the run continues here for the Marlies. Absolutely. 8-1-1 one one in their last 10. Undefeated, I guess, since the flip of the calendar. So hopefully they yeah, can keep that going. Nothing wrong Nothing wrong with that. I mean, we play tomorrow night, too, down here at the Coliseum against Manitoba. If people are interested, 7 o'clock. That's right. Get out there out to the Coliseum. Go watch the, the baby buds, as we like to call them. Go rip <laughs> it up. Appreciate it, Todd. We'll chat again soon. Thanks.